This episode of Digital Bytes is brought to you by Digital Boost, Business Gateway's leading digital skills program for SMEs. We're rounding up top tips from digital experts to help your business get ahead online. Hello and welcome to this episode of Digital Bytes. Today we're going to be talking about cyber resilience for small businesses and we have Declan Doyle from the Scottish Business Resilience Centre with us. Hi Declan. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Can you give us a wee bit of background just on yourself and what you do day to day? Yeah, uh, so I am an ethical hacker. Uh, So I'm uh, studying at the University of Aberdeen in Dundee uh, on a course called Ethical Hacking uh, and we kind of uh, work on the mantra that it takes a thief to catch a thief. Um, so we're trying to think about what the bad guys do and how we can catch them. Uh, and whilst I'm studying at Aberty, I also work for uh, SBRC uh, in a team called Curious Frank, and we're a bunch of ethical hackers, and we uh, go out to small businesses and uh, hack them with their permission, of course, uh, and try and make them a bit better, uh, more cyber resilient. Great. So Declan, I'm sure you're perfectly positioned then to give us some tips for small businesses um, in terms of kind of firming up their cybersecurity and making sure that they're ready for anything. Um, so are small businesses particularly at risk? Because you hear of big hacks um, such as Sony and the NHS, and it's not obvious that small businesses would be the target. Is that not the case? The way I like to think of it is um, hackers have this overarching goal where they want to take over the world. So they'll try and hack the NHS or take down Sony or Microsoft or whoever. But at the end of the day, they still have bills to pay and the easiest targets are the little guys. And so that's who they're going to go for. Um, So yeah, small businesses are particularly vulnerable because they can't invest as much into their cybersecurity and resilience as the big guys. Uh, So yeah, that does put them in a bit of a, a more unfortunate position. Definitely. So that's kind of something that we're trying to help everyone understand today. Um, so Declan, can you just give me a bit of background? What is an ethical hacker? Just for those listening at home that maybe haven't heard the term before. Yep. Uh, so I think everyone knows what a hacker is. Uh, someone that is trying to gain unauthorized access to your computer, your online account, something like that. Uh, an ethical hacker is someone who will do that with permission, uh, with the, the end goal of trying to improve uh, the overall cybersecurity of that person or that organization or whatever. Um, so, for example, we might be asked to come into an organization and jump on their, their network, on their Wi-Fi and internet and things like that, and just poke around and see what's available and see what a hacker would do and then let them know of, of what the hacker would do and so they can try and fix it. Great. Now, that sounds like a definitely worthwhile exercise. It is very fun, yeah. <laughs> so... Why is it important to protect yourself online? What are the risks that you could face if you don't go about doing this? Well, everything's online now. So, I mean, your your personal life, your work life, um, banks, uh, bank accounts, everything like that is online. So if you're not protecting that, uh, then you're, you're effectively leaving your front door unlocked for anyone just to walk in. Uh, if you think about all of the things of your life that are online, if that's not protected, then someone could just take that. And from a small business, does that relate to intellectual property, customer? Absolutely, yeah. So what other things, uh, customer information? Customer information, even reputation as well, which is very hard to recover from. If your uh, information is breached, uh, your intellectual property is, is leaked out there, or even just some of your customer information, that can really hurt your reputation as a, as a business. And that's something that's very hard to recover from. 
if you were a target of a hacker as a small business and that information was stolen, would you then be liable to pay um, the ICO in terms of any GDPR fines? Uh, yeah, absolutely. If if um, if you are found to to be uh, to be breached, then you are you're liable for that. Um, ultimately, it comes down to the data controller involved in the organisation. But yeah, uh, if if you're not doing if you're not taking the correct steps, then yep, you're absolutely liable. So it can really affect the bottom line. And with some small businesses, I can imagine that's absolutely critical and it might even lead to them not being able to trade anymore. I think it's a make or break kind of kind of deal. If you're not doing it right, then you might not end up being able to continue business, which is very, not what we want. No, absolutely not. And that's why Business Gateway has lots of resources available online and in person. So with our Digital Boost program in particular, we deliver workshops on cyber resilience and there are some amazing resources online as well, um, online tutorials and guides. So Declan, can you provide just some examples of the possible outcome of being hacked? So if someone's not quite sure what that scenario, how that might unfold, um, what would that look like? Uh, so it depends uh, what what part of you is hacked per se so obviously if your bank account is hacked that could result in you losing money um if your social media is uh, hacked that could result in um some of your information being uh, leaked uh some private things that you might not want out there if your actual computer is hacked uh, then that could be then taken control of by a hacker and they could use that to perform other uh, illegal activities so there's uh techniques called uh, botnet attacks where a hacker will uh, attempt to hack a bunch of different devices uh, particularly these days with uh, the internet of things you know everything from your your toaster to your toothbrush is now connected to the internet if they are hacked they can all be used to attack some uh, big organization uh, all pointing together at the same thing and then that can result in quite a an effective hack and we've seen that in the past is uh, there are a few examples of very famous attacks um, where big organizations have been taken down by a bunch of small devices working together. I see, that sounds quite scary. And, uh, you know, when I first became aware of malware, it was to do with the NHS being targeted. And is malware something that could be a weapon against small businesses? Absolutely, yeah. Malware is is effectively a a computer program uh, that is designed to do something bad, something malicious. That's where the the kind of word comes from. uh, Malware is uh, malicious and software. And this could do a number of things um, that you mentioned the NHS. That was an example of ransomware where the files on a computer are encrypted. So using some mathematical techniques, uh, the data on the computer basically becomes unreadable unless you have the key. So think of it as like it's padlocked and you can't access it without the key. Um, the ransomware encrypted all of the NHS's files on all their, their computer systems and they couldn't have access to them without the key until they paid this criminal organization um, the key to, to get the, the files back. I see and I, I can imagine with an amount of money being asked like that that could be absolutely crippling to small businesses who might not have that money available. Well, even just if you think about the, the kind of people that are performing these attacks you don't know where the money's going and more often than not we're seeing that if you are paying ransomware um, attackers the money could be going to fund organized crime, terrorism, the worst of humanity so really it's, it's a situation where even if you have the money, it's, it's probably best not to pay. Absolutely. And who can you reach out to to get help if something like this happens to you? So there are, are loads of resources online. Um, 
we ourselves, uh, the SBRC, Scottish Business Resilience Centre, we will point you in the right direction. Uh, we have a bunch of resources on our website. Uh, the NCSC, the National Cyber Security Centre, another great place to go to. That is the uh, government organisation responsible for the UK's cyber security. Uh, local police forces as well. Uh, so there are um, places that Police Scotland will direct you to uh, and various other police forces to report cyber crimes because a lot of these uh, cyber crimes with when it comes to businesses, small businesses in particular, are going unreported. And really that's that's a part of the problem is not reporting if you are attacked because, yes, you are holding your hands up and admitting that you've been attacked or hacked. Um, but every every piece of information helps and if we can all work together then we can try and go after the guys that are doing this. Absolutely. I can imagine that helping to kind of trace those patterns will yeah. lead to being able to catch whoever it is. It's the same with any criminal organisation the more or criminal investigation, the more evidence the better. And it's good to know as well that local police have the resources and the, they can point you in the right direction essentially. Um, so Declan, can you tell me what a few common mistakes might be that small businesses might be making already but maybe they're not aware that that could lead to them being vulnerable to attacks? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the biggest thing is just kind of being cyber aware uh obviously a lot of businesses can't afford to invest you know thousands and thousands of pounds in the the, the best uh computers and things like that to protect but what they can do is just talk about it in the office um make sure that you're using good passwords and so when i say good password i don't mean some sort of fancy cryptic uh word with uppercase lowercase numbers all things like that just we just want something long, so maybe a sentence, four or five words put together. That would greatly enhance your cybersecurity, um, as well as using different passwords for different websites. Now, that can be a bit tricky, so we would recommend using something called a password manager, which is a piece of software uh, you can install or you can access on the internet that will uh, store all your passwords for you, um, and you just need to remember one good password and it will access all your other passwords for you. And these, these guys invest a lot of money in there security so you can trust your passwords with them absolutely i imagine that's a really useful tool and i know that those are available as well some for free some for very low monthly subscriptions yes, yeah. um and they can be an absolute lifesaver and then in terms of antivirus software is that something that small businesses should be investing in uh so antivirus software is interesting it's always good to have um however a lot of the time you'll find that the, the kind of built-in software on um windows is good uh, it's come a long way. If you remember the days of Windows XP and Windows Vista and things like that, they, it was not uh, the best back then. But Windows 10, uh, Windows Defender is, is actually really good. Uh, so that could get you by if um, if you can't really afford to, to pay for the better products. And if you're operating on Mac and you obviously don't have access to those Windows, is there an equivalent? There are, there are a bunch of uh, tools out there. I do believe as well um, that it's either out now or just around the corner, but Windows Defender is coming to to mac os and in terms of data sharing what are your golden golden rules to make sure that that data doesn't then become vulnerable uh so just i think again be vigilant just think about where it's going um no make sure you know who you're communicating with particularly when it comes to to emails phishing is is a, a huge thing nowadays i think everyone probably has experienced a couple of emails uh, phishing emails where there's someone pretending to be you know a Nigerian prince or we've seen in all all the types of examples um just know that when you're communicating with someone that it is actually who they say they are 
uh, there's no harm in picking up the phone and just giving someone a quick phone call just to double check if you've been asked to do something, send money somewhere or get in contact with someone. It just, it just doesn't hurt to double check. Absolutely. And I know that there are those kind of examples of micro phishing where it might even look like it's come from your boss. Exactly. Because yeah. they have that information. So is there any kind of giveaway signs on the email that are things to look out for? Just, uh, well, for generic phishing emails, they're usually not very grammatically correct and they usually are too good to be true. Things like that. Uh, you know, the give me your bank detail, details and I'll give you a million pounds, things like that. For the spear phishing emails, which is what we're talking about there, where the hackers have kind of done their homework, uh, you just need to um, really read into the email, check the email addresses that it's come from and make sure it is actually legitimate. Um, so you might see that maybe a, a zero in a, a email has been replaced with an O or vice versa or, or things like that. Maybe an I, an I is a one. Um, just double check that that is, is legitimate. And then read the email and, and think is this what this person would say is this what they would type like um and again just pick up the phone and ask yeah i think it's definitely good to have your wits about you in those scenarios exactly yeah and just in terms of being prepared for a cyber breach what are the tools what are the top tips that any small business can start investing in now and start kind of putting safeguards around the various um digital elements of their business i think it's actually pretty easy when you think about it uh, just know what to do uh, have a plan. Uh, you know, you'll know what to do if you hear the fire alarm, but do you know what to do when you've been hacked? Just maybe sit down, get all the staff involved, and think about who's in charge of uh, customer relations, who's in charge of making sure the data is safe, who's in charge of making sure the business can continue, things like that. Just uh, just talking about it, and and even having a practice run, just to, to one day say, right, we've been hit by a, a ransomware attack. What do we do? Who do we go to? Who do we talk to? things like that. And also, uh, if you have a plan, don't store it on the computer, or you can store it on the computer, but make sure you have a, a physical copy somewhere, because if your computer is uh, out of use, then that could, if that's your only copy, you're not going to be able to have access to it. In terms of working from home, so this is something that we see a lot of people starting to do now, and it's great that it's so flexible. Are you more at risk if you're working from home? Uh, I wouldn't say you're you're more at risk. You just need to be aware of... Um, who else is on your, your Wi-Fi network. If, you, if it's your family home, you're probably safe. I'd imagine you trust your, your family. But if you are working from like a library or a coffee shop or even on the train, you do need to be careful of public Wi-Fi. Uh, I would try and avoid it if you can. Okay. Um, I know that uh, data plans can be quite expensive uh, sometimes, but it is safer to use your, your mobile data than it would be to use your public Wi-Fi. Uh, so if you can do that, then I would. Um, but in terms of your, your home network and how secure it is, it shouldn't be any less secure than your work and your office uh, Wi-Fi. So I don't think there's too much to worry about there. Fantastic. Um, just a couple quick things. So in terms of till systems, okay. is that something that could be hacked? Absolutely, yeah. Um, we have seen that before. Um, chip and pin machines, the point of sale machines, um, tills as well. Uh, especially with, uh, with the kind of older style tills, they're very well documented online. Uh, you can Google the manuals and things like that for like override codes or how to switch them off. Or the probably even the older ones have like a secret ejector button for the the cash register part. Uh, things like that are all online now, so it's it's not really a secret. So I would um, be vigilant when it comes to particularly older equipment like that. So can small businesses put their trust in something like a cloud to back up their data on? 
uh, with uh, every cloud service, the thing to remember is at the end of the day, it's just another computer. Um, but the more reputable the brand, so um, things like Amazon, uh, Google, uh, Microsoft, they're they're pretty good. They know what they're doing. Um, if you've seen, if you've been approached by some vendor that says they can offer you cloud computing uh, for a super cheap price and you never heard of them and you Google them and there's not much online, I'd probably avoid them because they're probably not that uh, good when it comes to cybersecurity. Uh, so stick with the the good the good brands, uh, and yeah, it can be a more economical solution for businesses, uh, and in some senses, it could be a more secure solution because uh, they those companies can invest in their cybersecurity where small businesses might not be able to. So just good to do a bit of homework, a bit yes. of shopping around. Always do your homework. Yep. And if I'm a small business listening just now and I'm not quite sure where to get started, can you just give me some top tips? What kind of things should I be really prioritizing here? I, I think first and foremost, uh, make sure your computers, your phones, things like that are just up to date. It's a bit of a pain when you get that little notification saying uh, you've got an update to do and yet it can take maybe an hour or two depending on your internet speed. Um, but just absolutely do them. The The reward you get from doing an update, which are, is usually free, is, is really, really uh, rewarding in terms of your cybersecurity. They'll come with the latest updates and known uh, fixes to known cybersecurity issues. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, just do your updates. Uh, and then secondly, just the advice we were talking about earlier when it comes to passwords and things like that, just try and follow that. Fantastic. And then I guess three would be kind of training, just so everyone on the team is aware of what to look out for and what the next steps are really, if something was to happen. Absolutely. It's a team effort. So just make sure we're all talking about it. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of common sense when it comes to, you know, as I said earlier, when the fire alarm goes, what to do, but just make sure everyone knows what to do when it comes to cybersecurity. It's common sense to lock your door. Is it common sense to lock your computer when you go away from it? That's that's kind of what we're trying to, to teach people here. So yeah, just, just get talking about cybersecurity. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Declan. That's really helpful. And if you are a bit still unsure about cybersecurity, then as Declan said, there are lots of amazing resources available online, including on the Scottish Business Resilience Centre website and on Business Gateway um, through our Digital Boost programme. Thank you very much for listening. And if you've got any more questions, please don't hesitate to tweet us at BGateway. Thanks, Declan. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review. It'll help other business owners just like you to find us.